This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. I'm Mina Starziak-Hawk, and this is Mina AF, where I answer all of your questions and you can ask me anything. Can we talk about money? Can you still breastfeed with implants? You're both boss moms, and I'd love to know the story of how you met. Literally anything any of you want to hear. Listen as we build a community and get to know each other better. Hey, you guys. I'm Mina Starziak-Hawk, and this is Mina AF, where I answer your questions. You can ask me anything. So we're going to roll right into the first question. This one's from Amy. Hi, Mina. My name's Amy. I live in Kentucky, and I just finished listening to your last podcast about the trolls, and uh, your question at the end is you kind of wanted to know what were some, like, misconceptions or thoughts that we might have of you, you know, as an outsider looking in and give you a chance to talk about it, I guess. And my question is, uh, I get the impression that you really see yourself as like maybe what other people would think of as a bitch. And like you say that a lot, like even at the very beginning, like you, when you were first recording, like that first episode for the show, you were sitting there with your mom and saying, well, I'm afraid I don't want people to think I'm the B word or something like that. And from what I've noticed is you seem really respectful and patient um, during the episodes. So is it like, are you a bitch or are you just really direct and blunt? That is that's a great question, Amy, and it's so tricky because I think like when I was younger, everyone like, you know, high school age, maybe even into college, um, you know, everyone thought I had like RBF, which is resting bitch face, and I'm like, this is just my face. I promise I'm actually very friendly. Um, and I've <laughs> I think I've gotten less that way, you know, as I've gotten older. And I think a lot of people probably are just insecure that do have resting bitch face. Some of them are just bitches, I'm sure. Um, but what's tricky is I, I I feel like, you know, I walk on eggshells a lot with the things I say because I recognize that given my platform, my words carry weight, not because they're more important, because more people are going to hear them than if you, for example, Amy told your best friend, Sandy, uh, you know, a story about your mom or something like that. Um, It's just, it's different. And I've been struggling with how to be open and honest and whether I should be open and honest about some of my experiences like with my family and family members, with my mom, or not. Because people are going to have lots of different feelings about it, including me, including my mom, including the rest of my family. And 
definitely, you know, the general public, well, I don't think I'm a bitch. I do not think that. I know there are a lot of people, friends, family, and people who don't really even know me who think that I am changing in a way that, well, not think, I'm changing in a way that they don't like or makes them uncomfortable. Um, I'm at a point where I'm really starting to try to set some boundaries and I'm 30, I'm almost 39. Um, So being one way for so long and then trying to make some adjustments is super, super uncomfortable for a lot of people. Um, And I think can make it seem like I'm the B word. Um, because when you're used to no boundaries or, you know, not communicating necessarily how I feel or what I want or what I need uh, or what I don't want and need, um, being direct, especially when you're a woman, which I freaking hate, but being direct as a woman, you're not just direct and respected. You're the B word. I am. I'm very direct and blunt. I don't want to use 15 words if I can use three. Um, you know, yes is a complete sentence. No is a complete sentence. Preferably no. Thank you though. You know, add some politeness on. But I think um, particularly given like the industry I've been in in construction, it's just been a challenge for the longest time because it doesn't matter what I do or how I act. The end of the story is going to be issues of bitch. And you know, I've, I've said this a million times. I think he even might have an episode where I talk about it. But it's like I'm nice and then I'm nice and then I'm nice and I'm nice and I'm nice 10 more times and then I'm a bitch and all anyone remembers is that you're a bitch. So it's just – it's frustrating because it's like, okay, well, do I even waste the time being nice 10 times or because you're all going to think that about me anyways. So let's just cut out a bunch of hogwash in the middle. We'll just go to the end where you think I'm a bitch and I get done what needs to get done. Um but that's, you know, that my mental dilemma all the time, every day. <laughs> um, because while I want to not care what people think, I also do. But I think um, trying to figure out where I'm comfortable with my reputation as far as what is true about me versus what people assume about me trying to figure out that comfort zone because I know I can't control it. I think I've tried to for a really long time. Like we all try to control the narrative and how other people see us and how other people feel about us because I think just, you know, as society, as humans, we want to make connections. We want to be able to fit in somewhere. We want to be understood. And that can be super challenging in a normal, like regular, simple life. Um, but with mine where there's so many different, I guess, versions of me that people get, um, it's even more complicated. And it's part of the reason why I started doing Mean AF because while the, you know, the TV version of me that everyone's seen is 1,000% me, 100%, it's, it's a small chunk of me. It's 13 episodes of 42 minutes so, you know, 500 minutes of TV over a year of my life. So it really is a snapshot. And it's the parts of me that are palatable to the people that watch it. Um, I curse like a sailor. Terrible. I'm a terrible cursor. 
Uh, I think inappropriate things are funny. Um, my kids are naked all the time. I've pooped in a bag uh, more times than I can count. All of things that aren't, you know, that the general population doesn't know about me. Maybe they don't need to. But because those are the things that don't make it off the cutting room floor because they just don't need to for the purposes of a home renovation show. Um, but here, the people who want to know the other layers, because there is a huge, huge, overwhelmingly large portion of people that don't want any other version of me than what they've seen on the show because it's, you know, a pretty bow is tied on there. The home's nice. The family's nice. Life is nice. There's some challenges, but we overcome. And that's all people can handle. Like they want something aspirational, inspirational in their life. And it's interesting to me how much power the show has to give that to people, which I respect and appreciate because so many people have come up to me and said, you know, I was in the hospital for six months with fill in the blank treatment or fill in the blank illness and watching your show every day made me happy. Um, it reminded me that I want a good relationship with my mom. It, it did whatever great thing. So that's awesome. So those people that only want that version of me, stick with that version of me. But the people that want more and, you know, I think there's a huge group of women my age, honestly, that follow me because I do show the messy stuff and I don't pretend my kids are angels and I don't pretend it's easy and I can't get my act together and put makeup on every day. I've had dry shampoo on my hair for three days in a row and it's not just my hair. I haven't showered because we're moving the office, not my house, and doing all this crazy stuff. And my husband's in sick, so I've got the kids. And I'm comfortable showing the messy stuff and the foul language and the vibrators, you know, I'm going to hell, to the people who want to see it. So the people that seek out that information, you know, like on my personal Instagram or on Mina AF. So um, there's definitely still people who are going to think I'm the B word, and some days they might be right. But I think overwhelmingly it's that I'm direct, I'm blunt, I mean what I say, I say what I mean. And some people don't like that. So, but that's a really good question. So thank you for your question, Amy. We will move on to Stephanie. Eating better is so easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals. All their meals are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. With over 35 different options to choose from every single week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, Factors Fresh, never frozen meals are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. My absolute favorite meal from them was a shrimp pasta one, and that is hard to do in a warmed up meal, and they were so perfect. They also have more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So, what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Factor is flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week, and you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. That's right, no prep and no mess. We've done the math, and Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash MinaAF50 and use code MinaAF50 to get 50% off. That's code MinaAF50 at factormeals.com slash MinaAF50 to get 50% off. 
Hey, Mina, this is Stephanie from Iowa. I'm a big fan of your podcast and also a proud HawkFit member, which brings up to my question for you. Because your husband is your personal trainer, um, what are the pros and cons of that having your husband be your personal trainer? Thanks again. Uh, so if you guys don't know, my husband is coming up on a year out of his corporate job um, this fall, which has been really exciting for him. A big thing, fitness and health has always been his passion. Um, he was in sales because he's really good at it. He worked for a great company and had great insurance and great income um, and just wasn't really fulfilled and happy. So after you know a couple years of being unfulfilled and unhappy in that part of his life, I said, just do it. We can do it. You can do it. Put in your two weeks. Start Hawk Fit. So he has taken, oh my gosh, every class under the sun. He has every certification for nutrition and, you know, uh, golden era workout and postpartum workout and, oh my gosh, all the things. So Stephanie, I'm glad that you are a Hawk Fit member. Um, and how is it like having your husband be your trainer? O-M-G, Stephanie. So when it started, I was doing Orange Theory five days a week, sprinting a great 30-minute, you know, 10-mile-per-hour, whatever, and COVID hit and all the the Orange Series had to close. Um, so Steve had been telling me for at least a year, I don't know why you're doing that. It's a waste of time. You should live with me. You should live with me. This is doing nothing. You should live with me. And he wasn't wrong. While I felt great, I really liked the camaraderie of Orange Theory. Um, I liked the cardiovascular. It like it, it wasn't – I saw no change in my – physical appearance. I didn't feel stronger. I didn't look stronger. I didn't have more muscle definition. And I hate cardio. I just thought that's what I had to do to like get in shape. And so when I didn't have the choice and it was closed and had to do something different, I started lifting with Steve at home. Uh, and really, really quickly, probably starting within three months, saw results. And I was doing like, you know, 20 jumping jacks to warm up. I was doing no cardio. So seeing the results I wanted, feeling stronger, looking stronger. I was like, oh, crap. Like, dude was right. I'm going to have to admit he was right. But it's also challenging because now we have slightly different schedules because before we would work out together early AF in the morning because he had his corporate job. Um, and when we worked out together, you know, he's like, you could, I know you can put more, 10 more pounds on that. I know you can do this. Challenge yourself. Do this, which, you know, is a double-edged sword. I love it because I will – be a big old baby and do, you know, 80 pounds instead of 90 on a squat some days. So having someone there like pushing me is also super helpful. But it's also hard because I'm very oppositional defiant. So when anyone tells me to do something, no matter what it is, I just don't want to do it, <laughs> which I also don't think is, you know, wildly unique to me. Um, but we have a really good balance. So he is a great trainer. He's very encouraging. And I think one of the best things about him and why his Hawk Fit clients stick with him is he has no – there's no fluff. There's no BS. If you say, I'm not seeing results, he's going to ask you 10 questions that are going to put the ball back in your cart. Court. Not cart. I mean, it could go back in your cart, I guess. So – Give me a three-day journal of what you're eating because you think you're eating the 1,800 calories I asked you to? Let's see. Let's see. Let's troubleshoot this. And then you do the work. Write down. 
in, I'm going to say 99% of the time, people come back and don't realize they were eating twice the calories they thought they would. And it's not that you you have to restrict yourself or anything. It's if you have certain goals, these are the things you need to do to meet them. And people don't think, oh, that Coke I drank, that bottle of ranch I doused on my French fries. I'm talking about me, y'all. It adds up and it's going to make it so you can't meet your goals. So things like that. Um, and he would, he'll do the same thing to me if I'm like, I'm feeling weak. He's like, well, what did you lift yesterday? And I'm like, oh, I didn't. I kind of chickened out on yesterday's lift session. Um, so it's, you know, he's just a big old mirror that you guys have kind of through the app back shining on you. So you can ask for that reflection when you need some encouragement. Um, but that mirror lives in my house. So, um, you know, some days when I'm feeling lazy, even if he's not judging me, I'm judging me because I think he's judging me because I didn't, you know, do X, Y, Z. Um, but he's not. He knows, you know, there's balance to everything. And again, I think why he's really good at what he does because he was just sick for three days and he did not get out of bed the last two days. And that's what he needed to do to make his body okay. And he will tell you guys that. He will not say fight through a sickness or anything like that. So while he does have, you know, that mirror shining back on me all the time, he also, it's a, it's a reasonable mirror. If I'm sick, we're cool. If I need help, he helps. Um, but I'm glad you're liking the program. It really is good. Um, and I think, honestly, you know, like word of the mouth is the best advertising you can get. And you you guys can physically see on my body, like I just look different. I feel great. I feel strong. And I actually like look stronger now. You can see the muscles. And it's just wild. I never thought that that was a thing without killing myself doing cardio. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people think. And it's just not true, guys. Don't kill yourself. Don't kill the knees. So yeah, pros and cons of having my husband as my trainer. And we're going to roll into Candace's question. EarthBreeze Eco Sheets look just like a dryer sheet, but it's an ultra-concentrated liquidless laundry detergent. It is the best of all worlds. EarthBreeze is tough on stains and odors while being kind to the planet and your skin. I absolutely love them. They're so convenient. They take up very little space and you don't have the giant bulky jugs that always leak no matter how hard I try. One EarthBreeze Eco Sheet does all the hard work for you. And these tiny sheets can stop millions of detergent jugs from entering our ecosystem. Not only is it better for the planet, but EarthBreeze is also better for sensitive skin. EarthBreeze Eco Sheets are dermatologist tested, hypoallergenic, and free of bleach, dyes, and parabens. Making a positive impact in the world doesn't have to come at a cost to you. My clothes are clean, they smell great, and I feel like I've actually done something good just by doing my laundry. I think you should give it a try. And if you decide to go back to your old stuff for whatever reason, you get a full refund on your EarthBreeze purchase, no questions asked. Right now, my listeners can receive 40% off EarthBreeze just by going to earthbreeze.com slash MinaAF. That's earthbreeze.com slash MinaAF to cut out single-use plastic in your laundry room and claim 40% off your subscription. earthbreeze.com slash MinaAF. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, 
arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hi, Mina. My name's Candice. I'm calling from Australia. Um, I live in a town called Bendigo, which is about two hours north of Melbourne in Victoria. Um, so my question was, was around travel. Um, so you mentioned um, sort of going to high school and college and then um, starting your business and meeting Steve and having a family. Um, so I just wondered about any travel that you've done. Have you been you know, far abroad? Um, if not, have you, you know, is there any particular places that you'd like to go? Have you been to Australia? Um, I've been, I lived in Canada for 12 months when I was 16 on a high school exchange. Um, I've done some travel in Europe and about to go to Thailand this year for my first um, Southeast Asia trip. Um, yeah, just wondered more about travel. If you haven't been, where would you like to, you know, haven't been to any far-flung destinations? Is there anywhere you'd like to go? Um, would you take the kids with you or on big trips or wait until they're older? Thanks, Mina. Oh, Candice. Oh, my gosh. I would love to visit Australia. I haven't yet. So my life, I've always lived in Indiana. Um, the furthest I've lived from Indianapolis is Bloomington, which is where I went to college about an hour away. Um, but I have got to do a decent amount of travel. When I was in middle school, I did um, our school trip to to China. We went to seven cities, Beijing, Hong Kong, Xi'an, Shenzhen. Uh, I can't remember all of them. And I got to do some really cool stuff. And I feel like I was too young to really appreciate how cool it was. Like I went to the Great Wall of China and I saw all these amazing places. And I was, I think at the time, you know, more worried about having fun with my friends. We almost got sent home from the hotel because we were just being troublemakers because we were seventh and eighth grade, whatever. I don't know. Um, so that was like my first big trip was the um, – a school trip to China. And then, um, you know, I've always gone like fun places on vacation. So, you know, been to like the Dominican Republic and, you know, various places in Mexico. Um, but they've all been very, you know, resort-based. Um, outside of that, my uh, my serious boyfriend before Steve, we dated for like five years. Um, I have, I still have, um, a group of friends that live and work in Zurich in accounting. And when uh, my boyfriend, before Steve graduated with his accounting degree, I got him an internship with them in Zurich. And he was there for a few years, which, you know, just, I mean, that I'm so glad we broke up and I married Steve. That was, that was, that was my, that was my life plan. But you know, getting your boyfriend an internship in a whole different country it poses a lot of challenges. But it was super cool. So for a chunk of years, when I would go visit, we would take – it's so easy to travel in Europe. We would take the train and go to like Milan. We'd go to Germany. We saw amazing waterfalls. Like just did all kinds of cool travel stuff when I would go there for, you know, a few weeks at a time. Um, and kind of have that home base back in Zurich and just got to see a very different culture. I've been to Paris with my sister when she was there um, for a, a, a semester abroad. I went and stayed with her for a while. And it's just so amazing. Like, I'm not a big – I'm not a big culture person. Um, like, museums and things like that. Like, what I like to do when I travel is activities, eat, drink – you know, sit at a cafe with an espresso and people watch, wander. 
And there's all of that and so much more in in Paris. Um, went to, I've been to the Louvre. I mean, all these amazing places. And I've got to do a lot, but I haven't lived anywhere else, which honestly, I don't know if I regret or not. Um, I have a really big family and I've always wanted to stay like close to them. Um, now being an adult, I guess looking back, I kind of wish I had taken some of the years where I didn't have as many responsibilities to maybe try living somewhere else. But, you know, that's the ship has sailed on that. Steve and I both work for ourselves now, so there is opportunity to travel more. Um, and I definitely would take the kids. Uh, Jack is very into, he saw um, the pigs that swim in the ocean. It's like, you know, off the coast of Key West or something. He really wants to see the pigs that swim in the ocean. I really want to take them to Africa. I want to go on like a very cool, like legitimate safari trip. If anyone has good suggestions that are like family friendly, please put them in the voicemail box. Um, the kids would love that. They are so into wildlife and you know the animals and like learning about them and knowing about them. They love the zoo and I would like to be able to show them like, well, this is where the animals actually live, bro. But yeah, and I think there's definitely a time and place to take the kids on vacation. We're going on our first cruise this September because Steve found like a killer deal. Um, and we're taking the kids because there's activities for them. We're going to get to see a bunch of cool places. So depending how the cruise vibe works out, I think that'll open a lot of doors for getting, you know, hitting a bunch of places in one trip. So I'm kind of excited about that. Um, but good question. And I would love to visit Australia. I think they would like that as well. So thank you for your question, Candice. Our next question is from Amy. Hi, Mina. Uh, I really have enjoyed your podcast a lot. And I just wanted to say thank you for sharing all that you have shared. I, I just listened to your latest episode. And I just want to say what a remarkable kid you must have been to be able to recognize a situation that you didn't want to be a part of and have the awareness and strength to say, I don't want to be a part of this and then stick to that. So that's amazing. Um, I completely identify with some of the things that you've expressed, and I'm really sorry that you had to endure any of that. Kids should not have to, but you know how that goes. Anyways, I just wanted to say thanks. I appreciate you. I appreciate the podcast. I've enjoyed all the episodes. Um, you and Steve are doing a fantastic job. Um, and it's just, it's been great. So thanks a lot. I really, really appreciate that, Amy. Um, like that feedback, whether it's, you know, outwardly in in the, the voicemail box or you guys just feel it, really is why I do the podcast. It's an outlet where we can all like be open and honest um, and talk about the things that aren't, you know, you know, with the pretty bow on. I'm kind of like, you know, we talked about earlier with Amy's question. Oh my gosh, that's funny. You're both Amy. Amy was talking about the same stuff you're talking about, Amy. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. It's morning. I'm recording and it's early morning and my coffee hasn't kicked in. But thank you, Amy. It's weird and hard to talk about stuff. It's easier to talk about it when there's not actually a human looking back in front of you, which is, I think, what the podcast does for a lot of people, you know, even with their own podcast. You can talk, you can have this random train of thought where your brain really can just go from place to place and talk about things as they kind of come to the surface in a really organic way without anyone looking back on you and like trying to read their face and read their feedback and their emotions. Like 
are they judging me? Should I stop talking because they're bored? Which maybe some of you are. I apologize. But I think it creates a really organic space for people to share. So hopefully um, that's come through. It sounds like it, sounds like it is. So that's good. Um, so I really, really appreciate the feedback. Uh, and last is Caitlin. Hi, Mina. This is Caitlin calling. I'm calling in because I'm curious on how your influencer trip with trend management went. I listened to Spencer and Wendy's podcast, and I know that you were a little nervous about meeting some of the influencers. So just curious. Looks like y'all had a great time. Y'all, that trend escape, let's talk about this. Because I think there's a lot of misunderstanding, misconception about like the influencer world in general. I've talked about it a little bit. Like I said, I really want to get Jen on here soon to talk about it more. Jen Todrick, the rambling redhead. Um, because we've we've uh, we've become friends. And I think she would have a good take for you guys. So I was nervous about going on trend escape because – I probably am not what you would consider, what I would consider like a typical quote unquote influencer. Like I kind of fell into the world because of the show. And I think at least what I view as the way that most people become influencers is because they're organically doing something or some things that people care about and are attracted to. So like, you know, doing Walmart hauls or Amazon finds and just sharing them. And then They get a following because they're doing something that's helpful to people or interesting to people or, you know, like terrible people. You know, it's like the whole train wreck mentality there. They follow you because you're a train wreck. There's so many reasons, but people are doing something interesting to other people and they end up in this influencer world where I think a lot of times the way for me it works is like I will remember like. I, uh, there's like a flip-flop company, Archie's. I fucking love them. Sorry, I shouldn't have cursed. I love them. They don't sponsor anything, but I, it just came through my Instagram feed again. I've had those flip-flops because I have, you know, I wear flip-flops a lot and they're really good support. Uh, Archie's, we are available for endorsement. Um, and I just sent that off to my trend manager and I'm like, Hey, I would love to work with them. I would love to get a discount code because I love what they have. That's what happens I think a lot in the influencer world. It's not, you know, like selling our soul for the highest bidder. I think a lot of people that do influencing and get paid for it are very particular about the things that they choose to post because it is their brand. It's their reputation. They're definitely those people that are going to sling anything. In any industry, there are those people. But the girls that I met, I was anxious because you know, even on my podcast, like I watch, I see that like, you know, the little snippets we post <laughs> that go on Instagram and I'm like, oh my God, I should have maybe put makeup on that day or brushed my hair or did anything. Like I, I'm just not that girl. And I think I also, you know, make assumptions about who these other influencers are and they're all like so beautiful and so perfect and have like the best outfits and their hair is done great. And I'm like, look, I barely even brush my hair or my teeth some days. So I was a little anxious being, you know, like, the uncool kid coming into the cool kids club because a lot of these girls know each other. They've worked with each other, but it was just, they were all really, really awesome. Um, And I also went in with like, I'm just going to be really nice to everyone and kill everyone with kindness because, you know, that's just, I don't know, that's how I am. I just talk to everyone. Um, And there were definitely a handful of girls that I feel like I connected really well with um, that were like, you know, we all have our people. Um, 
And even the ones that weren't like super like immediate, like, yeah, we get each other. Everyone was really nice. Um, it still is weird, like going somewhere and like everyone's taking pictures of everything. And, you know, I think we probably all struggle with that balance about like being in the moment versus continuing supporting our brand that we've created in this like world, particularly for a lot of them with influencing, like you, you need to capture those moments because that's what people want to see. And that's how they have, like, that's how they make a living. And I think a lot of people are confused about how much work goes into it. It's not like randomly like, oh, I'm going to throw up this video that a brand's paying me to make. Like there's editing, there's like approval, there, there's all these things. So if you think of it like the advertising world, like the, I don't even know the answer to this, like how many billions of dollars have been spent on the different forms of advertising over the decades, whether it was print, whether it was, you know, on TV, like traditional commercials, like all that stuff is ending now. So advertisers are really relying on humans on social media to to like help them get the word out on products. So it's just this newer world that I don't really understand. And, you know, I'm not sure where it'll be next, like when influencing is done, what will be the next like advertising platform? So I, I, well, I do think it's fleeting. I've gotten way off base. I was anxious about going on the trip because I thought they were all going to be like super girly girl, primpy, and like who is this schlub that rolled in um, in her, you know, I, I brought my laptop and like three outfits. Uh, I brought one pair of shoes. I just felt like I was going to be out of place. And that was just my insecurity. Everyone was super nice. Um, I love my management company because they are all very down to earth. And the really cool thing about the Trend Escape was uh, they wanted to do that for the team, all the all the, the people they manage, because so much of influencers' lives are swallowed by, you know, the advertisers and, and, and what is linked to that and the work that's linked to that. So this trip was really cool because it was not sponsored by anyone. There was no like posting requirements. It was nothing like that. You just got to go and really escape, um, which was nice. And it was very close to the wrapping up of filming season eight. So I not only just needed an escape from work, but like from life. And I think a lot of people probably saw the pictures um, and, you know, a lot of them are probably just like, oh, that's nice. She got a break. There's a lot of people because I got a lot of messages with just hate, like, oh, must be nice to be able to do that. Must be nice to this. Must be nice to that. And I just want to loop back around, way off track from the question. Y'all get a snippet. Y'all don't get the, you know, anxiety attack that I had the Friday before the Sunday that I left. Like, there's so much going on for everyone behind the scenes. So many of the girls that I met there, their husbands were getting ready to deploy. They were, you know, going through big life things themselves, stressful things. So when you guys watch that stuff, I just want you to always keep that in mind. Whether it's like influencers online or the person you bump into in the street or the gal like that's checking out your groceries, even though people really don't do that anymore. It's machines. But you get the point. Like, give grace because it does not cost a thing. Um, Y'all don't know anyone's whole story. Um, Probably even your like friends, you don't know their whole story because a lot of us tend to, you know, not want to put our stuff on other people. So, soapbox moment. Apologize about that. Um, but I came out of it relaxed, 
happy, honestly inspired. I was talking to one of the other girls uh, who does like amazing like lifestyle uh, stuff. Her husband was deploying, I think, you know, a week or two after. Again, he'd been deployed multiple times, got kids. Um, and she was like, yeah, a production company had reached out wanting like – it was either her or some friends to do like a home renovation show because they were influencers. And they're like, well, we don't renovate homes, so that doesn't make sense. But this amazing like light bulb went off in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, these girls are all so cool. They all have such unique styles. Um that would be a fun show. And so I, you know, I sent it up the ladder and we'll see how it shakes out. But Reno Under the Influence, guys, that's what I'm working on. I think it would be so fun to do renovations for influencers um, and be able to get to do like cool, fun, different stuff like wild wallpaper that I could never do in a house that I was trying to sell or purple tile because that's what they love. Like these girls all have such unique styles that I think it would be an absolute blast. Um, and now I'm like super just random rambling, but got a lot of good things from the trip. Came out with a couple friends that I didn't have when I went in, um, which is always nice. Um, so yeah, it was good. Thank you for asking. And I'll be less scared on the next influencer event I need to do. Thank you all for the question box questions. Thank you for listening. Please, y'all know how to do it now, but leave a question. The link is in the show notes. You don't have to say your name, uh, anything like that. You can be anonymous, but say the nice thing, the mean thing, ask the question, whatever you guys want to, uh, to chat about. I am here for it. Please don't forget to subscribe. And I will see y'all next Tuesday. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.